Look at that. I don't know what's there, but let's tear it out. Want to? You know what this is? This is a metal detector. And if you get one of these, and, you know, my son got This is my son's. And, and I remember when he got it, he's like, I'm going to be a millionaire because we're going to search the yard and find hidden treasure. We didn't find anything. <laughs> I mean, we'd dig up stuff and we'd find, you know, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is a treasure and she's got a big pencil. Big pen. Anyway, it's a treasure finder. And I wanted to use it as an example of a favor finder and for us to kind of understand a little bit about what favor is. I'm going to talk to you this week about favor. And in two weeks, we're going to finish it up about walking in favor. I'm going to show you some of how that we can really recognize and walk in that. Next week, this next Saturday, Dr. Tom and Maureen Anderson will be here. And I mean, they, they work in signs and wonders and all kinds of wonderful things. And they're very well rehearsed in blessing of what God is. It has been a God setup. It's been a God connection. He's been with Oral Roberts, Benny Hinn. He, you know, he's with Kenneth Copeland and, and with Pastor Gary and all of that. And God has set that up. Why? Not because I'm special, but because I walk in his favor. And so we're going to talk about finding favor today. And we're going to kind of listen or look at that. Just that. Give us the idea. Anybody in here, if we're really smart, we're all looking at uh, wishing or, or believing or looking for a good break. How many want a good break? Oh, God, I need a good break. If I could just have this, this would change my life. Lord, if I this would just happen, this would be great. Some of us in here, I had one lady tell me, oh, would you pray with me, Pastor? Pray that I win the lotto. It's a little bit hard for me to pray that. You know, but anyway, people have their own idea. I need this. Oh, God, give me the give me the favor of God. We need Publishers Clearinghouse. If they just see my prescription or prescription, subscription, sorry. <laughs> Some people are like, I'm just waiting on an inheritance. You know, I just need this to happen. I need a raise. I need a job change. I need this. I need that. I need, I need, I need. Gimme, gimme, gimme. We sound like, what about Bob? I want to talk to you this morning again about favor. It has the potential to change your life in a way that nobody can explain it as much as even, but they can't deny it's happened. In other words, something is just like, ooh, that's God. I mean, I don't even know how, but man, that's God. Can you explain it? I don't know. That's one of those things that's just amazing. You know, I heard a story of a pastor that the Lord told him, he said, I need you to write a checkout for $100. They're going to take up an offering, write a checkout. And he said, uh, God, that'll take out my whole account almost, you know. There's hardly anything in it. And God said, I need you to do it. And he said, now listen to me. How many knows if you're obedient, there's favor in that? So he writes out the check. He's up in the nosebleed section. He's like in section C. You know, if you ever been to a football game or, you know, you're clear. Sometimes you're way up there and you're like, I think they're down there playing. I'm not real sure. But he's and, and, and the preacher said, everybody holds your offering up. And he's like, you ever do that? Okay, God. You go pray for them. Holds it up and just closes his eyes. And they said, just tell the Lord. And God speaks to the speaker and says, look up in the C section. See that man in the blue shirt? And the guy says, yeah. He said, now this guy's got $100 on a check. 
wants you to go give him a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, what happens if he wouldn't have wrote the check and stood up and said, okay, I bet he's pretty glad he did that. Now, am I, you know, you guys are out, okay, if I write one, would you write me a check for a hundred? That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is just the favor of God. It is something that can't be almost in ways explained outside of God. You know, there's people that have been lame in the Bible. They, They can't walk. They haven't been able to walk. They've never been able to walk. And God comes along and Jesus comes over or Paul, you know, or Peter or whoever it is, depending on what story you want to talk about and silver and gold. But what I have, I give thee. There's some people in here that have been lame for a long time, but you about to walk in favor. And the next thing they say, I can't explain it. I once was blind, but now I see that's favor. If somebody were to ask me with all your children. What's one thing that you would pray for? What's one thing that you would really like? If I could tell you one thing that Kim and I pray over them, we pray like we'll pray for Maddie when she goes into work at Myers. Father, I thank you that she has favor. We pray favor over her because the favor of God can do something that men cannot do. It is. It can knock you through doors that men cannot open. It can close doors that man. I mean, are you with me today? It is the favor of God. It is something that God says, that's my kid. Our first thought this morning, there's nothing like the favor of God. How many in here would like the favor of God on your house, on yourself, on your whatever you put your hand to, on your business, wherever you're at? When you have his favor, you have his presence, you have his power. We experienced some of God's favor Wednesday night. It's an incredible service. But you can't buy favor. It doesn't come like Vaskins Robbins in 32 different favors. You you receive favor. He gives it away. That's just God because He loves. He just gives it to you because not of who you are, but whose you are. I'd rather have favor than fortune. I'd rather have favor than fame. And we're going to talk about that today and then in two weeks. Exodus 33, 12. One day Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me. So Moses is having a dialogue with God. You've been telling me. Take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you'll send with me. You've told me, I know you by name and I look favorably on you. Tell somebody beside you, I'm a favor finder. The Bible says, ask, it shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened. If you notice, ask, seek, and knock, the first letters of that spell out ask. A lot of times we just don't ask because we don't think God is listening or we don't think We are worthy to get it and we don't think he'll do it for us because we don't think he loves us. He just puts up with us. Second thought, the favor of God will find you. I like thinking this. I want you to picture this. I'm just, you know, if we start believing God, then God starts seeking you out. He just starts coming after you. He just starts, yes. And you're like, Lord, I feel like I'm all alone here. Have you ever been someplace you didn't know anybody and the next thing you know, you either made a friend or you found somebody that you knew? Favor. Or something just happens. You know, I heard a pastor say this one time. He said they were in line at Disney World. They're, they're in a place at Disney World. Disney World's an awesome place. If you go there, I mean, everything is done excellent. But they're in line and they're clear up the front. They were the first ones in there. You know, like that. And then people came in and started just... How many have been shopping on Black Friday? 
You know what people do. Give me a This is my cart. And they just got in front of them. And these guys were just like, okay, okay. And his wife is, you know, this is what wives do. Say something to them. Let them push you out. You say something to them. And this is what husbands do. You say something. You're bigger. No. <laughs> husbands don't do that. <laughs> no. He's just like, no, it'll be all right. And so now listen to me. He's listening. And, and, you know, we have choices in life to get offended, which can shock or stop favor. And, and he's like, no, I don't know how it's going to be all right, but I just feel we'd just be. And more people got pushed. For, so they start up front. Now they're clear at the very back. And this is what's happening. Now, this is a true story. This is what's happening. His wife is like, great. We were up front. Now we're clear in the back. And he's just standing there still. Now, a lot of times, if this would happen to me, it's probably going to be the other way around. But anyway, for my sake, let's pretend it's me. But anyway, this is what they do. And so they're kind of, you know, oh, man, we just gave up our front spot and all that stuff. And the person comes out and says, hey, we're so glad you're here. The ride's about to start. Now, listen, everybody turn around. We're going to go right out the doors you just came in. And they were first up here, pushed back to being last and turned around and were first again. And he looked at his wife and said, favor. You see, God, he knows exactly what you're going through. He knows what's happening. If you'll just grab on to that, you already have favor. If if you can walk in it and you can, he's going to find you. Well, he actually he doesn't have to look. He knows where you are. But it'll track you down. There's no limitations with favor. It doesn't matter what type of kid you are, what nationality, what type of person, whether you're young, whether you're old. Fat kids, skinny kids, kids climb on rocks, tough kids, sissy kids, even kids with chicken pox. Have favor. God's favor. That's from when I grew up. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs is what that's from. But I'm telling you, favor of God. It's not about your perception of you. We'll talk about that. The favor of God is something that he gives out. And I'm telling you, if you'll listen to me, God's going to get all up in your Kool-Aid today. He's going to get all up in your face and he's going to say, listen, you don't have to take and put yourself through what you're putting yourself through. We put ourselves through so much stuff because of our mindset and you could yet be walking in favor. It doesn't matter what man thinks of you. It is whose you are. We just read Moses getting favor with God. He led millions of people through the wilderness. He didn't have all the answers. He didn't know what was going to happen or really how it was going to happen. He didn't know how God was going to provide. Some of you listening to my voice today are being called by God to do something and you don't even know how he's going to do it. But can I tell you, you don't have to know because you walk in favor. Favor is like having one of those lights on your ball caps. You ever see one of those? And it starts shining the way. Favor will start as you start obeying God. You see, vision is unfolded as you walk it. When we started this church, he didn't say, Brett, now for the next five years, I want you to do. He didn't tell me that. He said, start a church. God, I don't know how to start a church. Start a church. God, I don't know how to start a church. Start a church. Is there an echo in here? And so I found out how to start a church. And then what I did. And then he said, 
I said, what am I going to call it? So he told me, he gave me the scripture, John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's where true life church comes out of that scripture. I'm just saying, it is walked out. All of these things we tie with different things, but I'm telling you, when you start listening to God, you walk in favor. And then you're able to listen, you're able to hear, you're able to do. You know, we've had, we've had four children, five altogether, but four, and we never did parenting before. We had kids. I mean... We didn't know. I mean, you don't, you don't really know how to do some things. We'd ask some people that had kids. You always get the people that'll tell you what to do. Don't you love those? Let me tell you how to raise those kids. Do you have any? I don't have any children. Shut up. That's kind of cold. But listen, there's people that'll tell you, I want to show you how to raise kids. Do you have any? No, I don't. I, I said in the first service, there's people come up and let me tell you how to make a good marriage. You've been married for 12 times. Well, you should have it down by now, but I really don't need that advice. You're always going to have people that want to do that. But what does God say about it? What could I, God, what could you show me? And so we start walking things out and some things, you know, the one thing about being the first kid, you learn a lot with the first kid. She broke the path for everybody else. You know that? You have the, the, the first baby, the first baby comes through and just makes the way straight for all the other kids that follow. They come through and they're like, oh, no, no, this is what mom and dad do. You go, you go over here and talk to dad or you go over here and talk to mom or you do this. She figured all that out. And then they, the other siblings go to her. How do we handle this? Favor. We need supernatural power of God to complete the mission. We need God's favor to do what he's called us to do. One of the reasons I, I'm trying to get myself in shape and one of the things that I've talked to uh, the pastor friend of mine, he said, tell me what's your why. What do you want? Why do you want to do this? And this is my exact answer. I said, because I'm not going to finish what he's called me to do. Now, that isn't even speaking faith. That's not like me talking like that. I said, that's my that's my fear. Anybody got any fears that want to come on you? I'm just telling you, I'm like, I'm not in good shape. I'm not, I, I don't feel well. I don't, I mean, I push through a lot of stuff. She doesn't know half the time when I'm not feeling well or anything. I don't tell her. I don't have to worry about it now because I feel great now. I've got more energy than I've ever had. But here's the deal, because I have to put my hand to it. He blesses the work of my hands. If I don't put my hand to something he's telling me to do, it's still, math works this way in heaven. Zero plus zero is zero. It's the same up there as it is down here. You need to understand what we bind on earth is bound in heaven, what we loose. Why? Because you're putting your hand to it. It's the same principle. When we walk in favor, then God says, I told him to do this. I'm going to bless that because he's obeying me. Say amen to that. You need to know there's some things that God has told you to do. That you, you can do them. You don't think you can do them. And you might even have people say, you can't do that. But I'm telling you, if God's told you to do that, you can way do that. Not on your own. But with him, you can way do that. Anybody in here have situations where you need God to do what you can't do for yourself? Anybody ever ask God to help you and he's helped you and you get yourself right back in the same mess again? Anybody here the poster child for, yeah, okay, we're all there, all right. We need favor. Moses needed God's favor. Exodus thirty three thirteen. If it's true that you look favorably on me, 
Let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. <clears throat> I, if you talk to most pastors, they'll say stuff like this. Well, my people, and these are my people, and you've heard me make those phrases, you are my people. You know, and then you have that, let my people go. You know, those kind of, everybody's talking about my people. You know, this is what Moses said. You gave me these people, you can have them back. Because the Israelites, all they did is whine and complain. You took us out of Egypt. I remember the leeks and the onions. We're going to die out here. You brought us to die. We don't have any meat. <laughs> manna, manna, manna. They go on and on. They complain about everything. We don't have any new clothes. But they have clothes that last for 40 years. So Moses gives them back. God, these people. And here's a test for favor. God can tell you to do something, and, and, and you'll like, oh man, some of it has, is it just me, or is there times where you're like, I, Lord, I don't even want to do that, let alone I don't think I can. Jesus, now listen, if we think about this, Jesus went to the cross. Did, did or did not this happen? According to Scripture, this happened. Jesus says, Lord, this is what you put before me, but if you can take this from me, I'm saying if Jesus is saying, um, kind of not liking this road, could we do something else? It's not, don't be so hard on yourself when you're like, Lord, I, I wish there was something. Is there something else we can do? But here's the key. Now listen, Father, it's not what I want. For me to operate in favor, I'm going to give back to you what you gave to me. Because it's yours and you're in charge of it. And so Jesus gives this back to him. And then he says, I'll do it. My friends, favor works because we can give back to God something that he's given to you and just say, you're in charge. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. Our third thought this morning, you can't achieve favor and that's not based on works. I mean, obviously we have to be obedient. I'm not saying that. But there's sometimes we're not obedient. We still have favor because of whose we are. So it's not, just, it's not based on, on your work or your performance. You can't achieve it. You have to receive it. It's already there. Does that make sense? So I didn't have to do anything to get it. But for me to really fully walk in it, I, have to, I, need to, I think I need to be obedient. But I still have favor even when... I'm not obedient. I'm just not to the extent that I could have it if I was. Does that make any sense to anybody? Sometimes the closer you get in the, as you walk with God, you start feeling, your, your feelings can be fickle. They'll, they'll trick you if you're not, you've you, you got to understand, this isn't about you as much as it's about him. And that's going to bring us to our next point in just a second. But I need to receive favor. Favor is God doing for you in Jesus what you could never do for yourself. Exodus thirty-three, thirteen, and 17. If it's true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways. I may understand you more fully. Continue to enjoy your favor. Remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses. And I will give you rest. Everything will be fine with you. How many would like that report from the Lord? I'm going to travel with you. I got your back. That's pretty cool. 
Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place because how will anyone go uh, or how will anyone know that you look favorably on me and your people if you don't go with us for your presence among us among sets your people and me apart from other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked for. I look favorably on you and I know your name or I know you by name. Listen to that. I, you know, I want that to seek in. Or just to kind of get in there and, and let you understand. God is saying, listen, if you will honor God, he's going to set you apart. Isn't that what sanctification is? It's a process. I don't think any of us are instantly holy or, or completely holy. Lest Christ, you know what I'm saying? We all fall short of the glory of God. We've all have sinned. But the beauty of of favor of God is this. Once we understand Christ, once we are letting him in, and once we let God in and he starts doing things like that, this is what he says. There's something that happens. Remember Moses when he was uh, up on the Mount of Transfiguration? He comes down and his face was like, because they were saying, like his face, Joan. I'm telling you, that's favor. Now, it might be the glory and all that, but that's favor that's setting him apart there's something to be said when god starts touching somebody's life you know it you don't have to i don't have to be a whistle you know and go hey look at me 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 i don't have to do that because when god is in charge there'll be people like you know katie put up there and i'm not now listen it's not the whistle that pulls the train that I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. What I'm trying to tell you is, doesn't matter whether it's me or whether it's you. She's saying you can bring your your spirit marshmallows because pastors on. There's something. There's somebody that's fanned that flame. Somebody has waved and put on those coals. Well, I'm telling you, it's not man that's done that. That's God that's done that. That's favor of God. And so that moves me in another level of where I was before. And I'm glad to be there. And I want to keep going. But you got to understand, this isn't just for me, it is for us. These people that Moses said, these people you gave me, Moses, God's saying, you're going to take them here. We're going to take the city, we're going to take that building, and you know we're going to do it because we're all going to start walking in favor. We're all going to start experiencing the favor of God because we're going to change the way we think about things. Luke one twenty eight. Can you imagine this Gabriel saying to Mary, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Here's a definition of favor. Guarantee of his presence and the provision of his power to accomplish his special purpose in and through my life. Guarantee of his presence and provision of his power to accomplish his special purpose. Each of you have a purpose. God has called you to do something. It's time you start walking in his favor. There are definitions of favor that we've experienced as church and we've kind of made our own. Excuse me. That are like this. If you have, here's one. If you have a special relationship with God, life will be easy for you, unlike the rest of us. How many knows that we can all walk in the favor of God? Okay. If you've lived long enough to know that just because you don't get the front parking spot up in front of Walmart doesn't mean you don't have favor. I prayed for favor. God, give me a front parking spot. And sometimes that happens, and that's awesome. But if it doesn't happen, do you fall apart? Lord's not with me. I drove around 36 times, and I still didn't get a front spot. God's bigger than a front parking spot at Walmart. Okay. 
Maybe God's saying, I didn't give it to you because I need you to walk. I don't know. I got out of the car the other day, seriously, on my way into Kroger's, and I, I heard something crash, and there's a lady laying underneath the tire of her car. And, you know, had I parked in a different spot, I obviously wouldn't have seen that. And so I said, ma'am, are you okay? And she said, oh, I just dropped my coupon book. <laughs> and I had a conversation with her. But what I'm telling you is God connects people for certain things. He'll connect you. He'll do the things because you walk in his favor. Just like the pastor that ended up at the end of the line and turned around and be in the beginning again. Here's number four. We have a tendency to be selfish. The favor of God's not the same as the favors from God. Everybody wants God's favor. Church or no church. If you need something, if you're hungry, you, you want food. If you need finances, I've got to pay this or they're going to shut the you know, bill off. I need, okay, you don't care whether they go to church. We go through that list again. You don't care if they're a fat kid, skinny kid. You don't care. If you can help me, I'll take it. I need the help. I wonder sometimes if we want God favor from him, not for his purpose, but for our convenience. When Moses asked for more favor, he wasn't for more camels or more stuff. Hey, Lord, give me more of this. I need more camels. I need more stuff here. I need bigger tents or anything. Moses said, no, I tell you what, give me favor, God. I want to know you more. I want to know more about you. I want to know, you know, I want a better relationship with you. You see, this is a heart connection. These aren't just steps. This is about just saying, God, show me some things. I'm glad I'm where I'm at now. I'm not where I need to be yet, but I'm glad I'm not where I was. Come on, somebody. You might be just a work. If you're like me, you're a work in progress. We're on our way somewhere. I may not be there yet, but thank the Lord I ain't clear back here. Because I've been back there. It's a heart connection. It's a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ on the way we see God and our understanding of how God sees us. We look at God as he loves us because he's God. He has to because that's what he do. He God. He loves me because God is love. Here's our fifth point today. He's for you. He not only loves you, he likes you. He's not trying to trick you in any way. He not only loves you, he likes you. He wants to be with you. He enjoys you being with him. He looks forward to spending time with you. We all have people that we love but we don't like. If we're honest. Some of you have relatives that way that you only get to see them a couple times a year and that's happy time. I like the fact that God loves me and he likes me because he wants to. He doesn't. You, you have people that you'll, you'll think, well, you, if you get to know them, you'll really understand, then you'll love them. It's not like that with God. He made you. Maybe he doesn't like all the things that you, you know, have done, but he'll take care of that if you'll just let him. 
But he has a purpose for you. He sees Jesus in you, and that's what he sees. When you accept Christ, that's what he sees. When the enemy comes to accuse you of anything, Jesus steps in and says, wait a minute, this one's mine. That's what he sees. He sees the blood that covers all of those sins. That's what he sees. Sometimes I used to think God says, I I love Brett, but boy, he gets on my last nerve. You ever have people, you get on my last nerve. But God blesses. He does what he does. He's God. He's an amazing God. We do this. God, make my church grow. And then we complain. God, you made my church grow, but now I got more work. Help me with these kids, God. Give me children. Give me children. Oh, Lord, what am I going to do with these brats? Don't we do that? We say things just like that. We fight our own insecurities. We don't like ourselves. And then we feel that God doesn't like us much either. But God's love you is not based on your feelings or your performance or your understanding of those feelings. It's based on his son, Jesus. That's how he loves you. It's based on Jesus. You've accepted Christ. That's good enough. It's based on Jesus. The Bible's full of Jebusites, Hittites, Parasites, Ambusites. I don't know. I'm making them up now. But I want to be one of God's favorites. Now, certainly, you know, he, he has no respect of person. But I want to be I want to like, God, oh, man, I love you, man. Just do what, what do you want me to do? And just do those things because it's about favor. I need God. To do the purpose he wants me to do. I have to have his favor. I'm skipping ahead just a little bit. Turn this. Say this to your neighbor. Sing this with me. If you're happy and you know it. Tell your face. <laughs> people, There's people in the world. They're just like. Can I take your order? If you're happy and you know it. Tell your face. What if we started walking in the favor of God? Romans eight twenty eight. we know that all things come together for good. And those who love God are called according to his purpose. He'll work it out for our good. No matter if, it doesn't say all things are good, but it does say that it'll work out for my good. It means God will make the things that even if it's, if, if it's bumpy, it's still going to be all right because God's with me. His favor will help me get through that. It's not what happens to you. It's what happens to you when who's with you. It's when God is with you. I mean, if the storm comes, isn't it great if you're the disciples? Hey, Jesus, it's the boat singing, but he's in the boat. Keep him in your boat. No matter what life brings, it's who's with you when that storm comes. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. So there's going to be some issues in life. But man, if you just stay connected, you can walk in the favor of God. In the next couple weeks away, I'm going to show you just how we do that. Walk in, I almost wanted to call the next one, walk in the fog of God. Because sometimes it's just, God is just, and you can't see, you have to trust him. You're going to have to say, okay, take the next step. All right. The next one? No, stay right there. Whatever he says, that's what you do. You are favored people. You are favored and highly favored. I'm believing God for great things for you. Would you bow your heads, please?